Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See Me After Class. Welcome along to See Me After Class. It's week two, term two, and this is episode 12. This week we thought we might uh, share with you an ordinary day in the life of, well, ourselves. That's right. We thought that since we've just discovered that teachers are going on strike here in New Zealand in a few weeks' time, that we would take some time to tell everybody what you get for your money when you invest in a teacher yeah, yeah. What, what are you what are you buying what are we gonna what are we what are we gonna deliver with that's right and I think probably both of us want to say since we're talking in that area that mm. the things we do as teachers we're going to be doing whether we get a pay rise or not or actually <laughs> really nothing external will change our professional yeah conduct we're going to carry on doing this job the best we can regardless of the external circumstances but we thought just you might be interested in what goes on in the day so um Renee how does your day begin oh my day every day starts the same way and I will call into my local coffee shop on the way to school and pick up that very life-sustaining drink in the morning. So I generally sort of leave the house just before 8am, swing by my my coffee store and head into my classroom um, getting in just after 8 and then my whānau class starts to arrive in dribs and drabs throughout um, that that morning session and, and I get to chat with them as they all arrive and try and work around them a little bit, get those uh, last minute things done to, to seal off the start of the day. Yeah, your whānau class is a form class in, in our school that consists of students from all levels of the school and they stay with you yeah. for seven years they, as they grow through the school. So it's a pretty cool group of people and we see them every morning. When I uh, start my day, actually I'm going to start a little bit backwards from you because lately <laughs> I've been making some changes to my early morning routine. Uh, I, I know this is probably a, an odd behaviour but I know that if the entire last term I essentially wore a uniform to school. I had a couple of pairs <laughs> of the same shorts and about three of the same t-shirt and I just kind of cycled them through my washing cycle so that I was wearing literally the same thing every day at school <laughs> and um, I, I, I realised I'd fallen into that partly because it's my nature to want to wear my favorite thing all the time but also because it's just so much easier to wake up in the morning where my mind is full of the day ahead not to have to actually think about what I'm wearing but I've changed that I don't I don't have that luxury I panic about what to wear every day yeah it's funny isn't it like like when I wake the first thing I do is I plan my day so I sit there lie in bed and I just think through each stage of the day and a lot of it actually comes down to clothing like I I have to make sure I've got all the items of clothing and the various other paraphernalia I might need for each stage of the day so I, I get it all clear in my head and once I 
uh, once I know what's ahead for the day, then I get out of bed and start. But I've added to that choosing to uh, dress in ways that are provoking conversation, I suppose, because there's a big conversation going on in the school at the moment about how our year 12s and 13s who do choose their clothing should be dressing. And there's probably a lot of contention in that conversation. So as part of my way of feeding something into the conversation, I've decided to dress in a variety of different ways in order to encourage people to reflect on how what you Mm. choose to wear communicates information about you and it's been good fun I've actually quite enjoyed it but it probably adds at least five minutes to my morning (laughs) and then so once I've decided what I'm wearing and I scramble around in the dark so that Ivan doesn't wake up trying to find the actual items of clothing have my shower Um, I also have coffee but I make it at home and I'm Mm -hmm. off to school invariably you're there before me so as I walk past your class I enjoy (laughs) waving at you and you smile and the smile looks more and more smug the closer to the deadline (laughs) of the start of the day I arrive and then I'm into my final class who are just the most gorgeous group of kids. Yeah I I I think it's really important just to state that I I so enjoy that time with my whānau class in the morning. I enjoy that they arrive in dribs and drabs and I get to chat to each each student as they arrive, but I do really love that time that we all have together. The noise level um, inevitably rises quite high and everybody sort of falls into their little comfortable rhythm. There's conversations happening, some students are reading a book, and if it's a Friday we have an extended period of time with these kids. Um, Sometimes we will cook breakfast (laughs) together we might bring in a waffle maker um, and there'll be some sort of games or challenges happening around the place and um, it's just a really really it's a really nice time with the kids it is and so it adds up to I don't know what would it add up to in a week probably an hour a week an hour yeah maybe it's worth saying that that's work we're not paid for it's um voluntary but we're all happy to do it um absolutely yeah and then First period starts. And I think something that mm. I'd like to kind of communicate about the life of a teacher is there's no interval between one thing and the next. So no, <laughs> the bell goes and the next group of 30 kids walks in the door and you go. There isn't a yeah. uh, moment of respite between that. And that no. group of 30 kids, so my so the day we're talking about, um, that first group of students that walk through the door, my year 11 students, and we're studying yes. Macbeth. <laughs> so how, how did your first period look? So, my, again, we, we all teach uh, Year 11 at the same time um, in the English department. And so um, my my Year 11s yesterday were being introduced to creative writing. So we were sort of um, setting up some of the start of start of our um, this unit of teaching. Um, their focus is around creating a scene. So we actually did some, some reading. We read about the description of the Hobbit hole that Tolkien creates in some of his work. Um, and it's... It, like you said, it's just it's just from the moment you sort of they walk into the classroom, it's go, and there is no sort of stopping, um, no no moment to kind of collect your your thoughts and and um, and take a breath. They're, they're instantly kind of there on your door. That's right. And so you've got these thirty kids in front of you, and you're developing that uh, lessons program. We're still reading Macbeth. Mm. <laughs> you might not be surprised <laughs> to hear. And um, no. But, but, and I also, I, in, in that period, I wanted to make a statement to the kids about attendance. Uh, it's a large group and they're quite engaged in a lot of things around the school, but mm-hmm. some of them have also taken holidays during term time, which, as right. you know, is something I struggle with. Oh. 
I know that the kids, when they take holidays during term time, are doing rich and interesting things, but I keep wanting to say to my students, so do say, that what we do in the class is also rich and interesting. And mm. it's the, the, the thing I think that aggravates me the most is when I get the emails afterwards, which I inevitably do, yes. saying, what did I miss what while I was miss? away? <laughs> How can mm. I catch mm-hmm. up? And it's sort of like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so now my job is what, to reteach everything I just taught yep. you over the last three weeks? Or is, or do I write, or do I type that do all up for you? Do I write you a big you? report? <laughs> or? Yeah. I know. And, I know. And, oh, it, it's hard. And, and of course, I could just say, well, you know, you missed it. But then when it comes to the assessment phase where they're being tested on their knowledge of what we've been teaching, if they don't do well, people will look to us and say, how effective are you as a teacher if this Mm. child isn't able to uh, recreate the understandings that you as a a class developed? And it would be fine also if it was one, but, you know, last week that class there was – 12 or 13 out of the 30 students who weren't there for wow. part or all of the week. Yeah. And you get to the point where you think, should we even continue? <laughs> because yeah. how, there's so many how, people here. How, yeah. I'm going to have to go back and re, rework, reteach things anyway with this group. But yeah, uh, yeah we've just, yeah, there's, there was, um, I had a couple of students away last week, but definitely not as many as you. And and for me, it's it's also um, the additional sort of conversations that you have with them around what they missed and how they're going to catch up. And it all just does build into more time on top of an already reasonably full day. That's right. So I've made a time after school on Monday for the students who weren't there last week to come along and work with me to catch up on what they've done and it'll be nice but that's the time when we usually do this so of course we're going to have to now do this later at night that day which by the way on that day means that after I've had my parent meeting at five and then done my tri-club swim at the pool at 6 30 it'll be 8 (laughs) 30 by the time I get home and I'll probably do the podcast with you before I eat dinner so it'll be dinner Mm. at 9 9 30 and then after that I have to get on with the work work for the <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I. Oh. It would have been nice to have had that hour on Monday afternoon doing this with you, but that's been yes. that's gone. So mm. yeah, that's period one. And then we roll straight into period two, and um, I'd say for for both of us, we we teach our, our uh, year twelve students in that second period. Um, for me, mine are noses to the grindstone uh, planning and researching um, before they begin their first writing portfolio um, assessment task on Monday. So it was a um, a big lesson of lots of one-on-one discussions with students about where they're going to take their work and how they're going to get there and what they need to do before we start on Monday. Great. And we're not so far behind you. My group are doing a, a piece of writing soon too. They're responding to the book thief and we're looking Wonderful. into the impact of the choice of using the um, features of the genre of magical realism. But I was focusing also, focusing also on their writing and we were looking at how in their introductions they were using really weak verbs. And so we were, <laughs> I got them, we went around the class and they just all had to name the verb in the first sentence of their introduction. And uh, I, I just basically declared weak, strong, weak, <laughs> strong, without knowing any of the context, just to give them a sense of how they can start to tackle at a grammatical level their writing to improve its impact and effectiveness. Nice. So once we've once we've taught for a couple of hours in the morning, um, we hit interval, um, and each day interval is so different. Um, 
sometimes I use it to run off some last minute photocopying, which Christy probably won't really um, have sympathy What's with that? because, I, yeah, can you describe I don't what? think you even know what that is. That's right. <laughs> I see people at these machines sort of typing furiously and sighing a lot. <laughs> Some pages maybe pop out and you're sort of like, what's that? Yeah. Um, so occasionally I use it for that. Um, some intervals I have a meeting with uh, student with students. Um, sometimes it's a service committee meeting. And for those of you who, who aren't aware, um, our school's got four leadership committees that are dedicated to, to um, guiding the student body in various areas. And so sometimes I have that meeting. Um, but when I'm really lucky, my interval gets to be used to catch up with my colleagues as it was yesterday, which was really lovely. And I really enjoy that time um, with, with, the, with the English department up in our area. We get to have a few conversations about what's going on um, or anything of interest that's popped up that morning. And um, that interval was actually when Gina, my friend who you've heard on this podcast <laughs> before, and I are meant to be on duty, so we're meant to use <laughs> that interval break to be um, supervising the students in the in the surrounding areas, but ended up in the conversation with you and our duty didn't get done. Now, your voluntary work with service committee you're not paid for, but no, actually, the, actually, the duty is part of our job, and uh, so we were we were uh, derelict of our duty during that time. <laughs> um, so we kind of would you? Say, it's about half an hour for interval um, most most days, yep. uh, and. And like I said, that, that half hour gets eaten up quite quickly with various things. And then we move into um, the next block of teaching, into period three. For me, period three on a Friday is a non-contact time, um, and they are few and far between for me, it feels like sometimes. But I used that time yesterday to mark my uh, level one essays that have just been handed in. And so it was, um, again, pretty pretty busy period. Nice to have that time to do that, though, isn't it, during the school absolutely. day? And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then I, I had during period three my year ten class, and they're progressing with a project in relation to Romeo and Juliet. They're one of the classes that are being assessed using our credentials, so it's quite cool working with them. And we spent a lot of time that period just uh, isolating the features of their work that are relevant for assessment. And so I was working individually with a few, and I was also working kind of in front of the class, demonstrating by example all the sorts of things that you might expect to see in a soliloquy as it was performed. And uh, during that time, I have to admit, because they were working independently on projects, I also sent about three emails to Year 13s, I'm a Year 13 Dean, clarifying some issues to do with their attendance, and um, one email to a parent arranging for that meeting on Monday at 5. Mm. <laughs> so it's, you know... There's multiple roles happening within that single hour, isn't there? Yeah, it's good though. <clears throat> um, well, then of course we roll straight into the next hour of teaching. Um, and for me, period four on Friday is with uh, my one of my year 10 classes. And I was introducing them to the, the essay um, task that they're going to be working on next week. And we were talking about breaking down the question and, and they were doing, again, some planning um, and collecting their thoughts around that. So it was a lot of one-on-one -on -one work um, as well after we'd, after we'd broken down that task. I had that 
period free and I was going to use it to deal with some issues that we have had with some of our hostelers. So I was off to, to see my co-dean Charlotte to do some work with her. But unfortunately, she had been called into a parent meeting and wasn't available to, just, to talk. So I thought I'd get back to my classroom. But on the way back, I was stopped in the staff room by a parent who had a concern about a student who was subject to some bullying. So we sat down and talked through the uh, strategy that we'd use to respond to that and then I recorded those details in our school information system and sent the emails out to the relevant people who we needed to involve in that process and then that actually meant that it was lunchtime by the time I got all that done so <laughs> I kind of got swiped sideways a wee bit but something that needed to be addressed instantly. I think that's yeah that's something that um, we we have to be Quite, we have to get quite used to being swiped sideways or for that hour that we had dedicated to doing a particular um, task and being stolen for something else or, or our attention is needed elsewhere. It's, it's something that um, you just never can quite predict what's going to pop up in a single day. Yes. And, and then yeah. the next period, at lunchtime, which is the following chunk of time, it's about 45 minutes long, Gina and I, who are quite established teachers, have also established some rules with ourselves. And one of them is mm. that we actually sometimes insist on taking our lunch break. And in this case, our way of achieving that is she and I go for a run. So, mm. so we, we take turns in her office getting changed. And then we, because <laughs> she's got an office, which is awesome. And um, then we went for a run. It was a stunning day. We ran and we just literally spent the entire time talking about um, level to English essays and how to deal with students who are independent minded and very focused on wanting to answer questions in a particular way when you know that if they choose to follow that path it's not going to work and how, mm. how you prevent them from um, f falling over while at the same time encouraging the independence. And I spent my lunchtime back at my essays marking um, and I had a quick bite to eat over that. I had a couple of students drop by into my classroom to just ask a question about um, some things that are coming up next week, uh, some questions around assessment protocol, all those sorts of things. And um, yeah, then period five rolls around. That's right. And I, I must admit, I have to say this new diet that I'm on because of my diabetes <laughs> is so school friendly because I don't eat until the evening. <laughs> so like it just take it just takes all of the complication That's out of the day when it comes to managing for the day. I mean, you know I used to keep popping up with cans of tuna. Tuna. <laughs> no, but I mean now Stick I Stick the room out. Don't yeah. worry. Gina's got eggs at the moment yeah, that's her, right. and I just can't stand the smell. It's oh it is good though, isn't it? Like essentially eating for us is just like it happens while something What's else is happening. Fast. Yeah, yeah. Which is I'm sure the, the case for many people. Um yeah, and, absolutely. and so yeah, yeah so I've got year thirteen last period on a Friday. Um, we're studying nineteen eighty four and um, future dystopia and political corruption and there's been a lot going on in the school lately and mm. a lot of it has been about standing your ground under duress or questioning people in power so we, we spent a bit of time that period working on how the information or the warnings that George Orwell presented and around the the tendency for totalitarian regimes to want to control everything and how much that might apply to a school setting. So that's sort of interesting 
relevant application. But then we spent the rest of the time reading George Orwell's essay, Politics in the English Language, and discussing his injunctions about how to write well and how we could use those to drive the writing they're about to do. Wonderful. And I have my second round of year 10s um, on a Friday period five. So I've got, I teach two different year 10 classes. Um, and these ones are lucky enough to have English period five on a Friday. There is a couple that watch the clock a little bit waiting for that weekend to roll around. Um, but again, we, we spent some time um, brainstorming for their upcoming essays. I spent a lot of time answering individual questions. Um, and they're again, getting ready to, to do their first well, it is, yeah, their first literary essay uh, next week, which some of them seem quite nervous about, but others are feeling, I think, a little bit excited to sort of show off some of their knowledge, which will be cool. I think one of the things that's coming out about what we do in terms of making our work efficient and achievable is that you can see that we, while we teach a number of different classes at different levels, we actually often synchronize the sequences mm. so that we're dealing with a similar kind of material with all the classes and that allows yeah. you to kind of not necessarily reuse material but certainly be thinking in the same domain at the same time but and Absolutely. I certainly I certainly do it that way but of course what this means is that in about three weeks time I'm gonna the have, marking load is I know, huge <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have 150 essays to mark and it's yeah. just like that period of time and you'll hear I'm sure you'll hear from us when, when that I'm time sure comes you will. but it's going to mean probably about 50 extra hours of time mm. getting those essays marked feedback done moderated yep. and back to the kids yep. and so I, I, um, I know it's coming but right now I'm not thinking about it I had I had that conversation. My dad was down earlier this week, and I said to him, he asked, yeah, "How's work going?" As he does, and I said, "Oh, I'm about to get I'm about to get hit with my big load of marking, just because of the way I've arranged my courses." Um, and uh, yeah, no, you're right. It is it's a massive chunk of time, but um, it does help with the thinking to keep everything in the same sort of area um, or same sort of subject domain. Definitely. Yeah. Come 3.15, um, we don't have a bell that goes at 3.15, but the students definitely know 3.15 on the clock. Um, I say goodbye to some of my kids. Some of them linger at the end of the day to talk about their upcoming netball games in the evening. I can see the triathlon club gathering outside our classrooms with their bikes and some of the parents are coming and going as well. Um, and so I find it's actually quite a busy wee chunk of time up in our department on a Friday afternoon. I, I it is, but I absolutely love Friday afternoons <laughs> because it it like that collection of the tri club, and there were so many there yesterday. Yeah, and 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 the the sort of finishing of the day, and there's at this time of the year because we're moving into winter, the netball teams are assembling for Kicking their off. Friday afternoon games. There's this really lovely, relaxed vibe. It's, it's yeah. like we've shifted out of this sort of concrete school day into all of those activities that follow. You come and chat to the kids in the tri club as they're preparing. I love that part of the day. It's, it's one of my just, favorite parts of the week. Yeah, it's just the loveliest thing. And so, yeah, and, and yesterday afternoon was just one of those perfect late autumn afternoons. Not too cold, low sunlight, mm. everything was golden. The kids for the oh, tri club were just, they just for some reason managed to all get there. So there was, <laughs> there were lots of them. Like we, we were going for a, a, quite a long and challenging ride. It's going to take us about an hour and a half. And the, um, and there was about 23, 24 of us. So it was a pretty mm -hmm. cool group. I was thinking that the parents 
we've got this thing where we try and get parents to be involved in school. And if you are a parent listening to this, please be involved in your secondary school child's life because it's just mm. such a delight to have you. And it's something that I think the kids resist. And I think parents don't understand that that resistance is just surface. They actually, oh, yeah. They actually like They love families. it. Yeah, they just yeah. can't say so. And they get that. No, cr- it's cring. way too embarrassing to say so when you're a teenager. You've yeah. got to at least pretend to be embarrassed. That's right. And actually, I do know. I remember it myself. You know, your parents are inherently <laughs> embarrassing when you're a teenager, oh. but but that doesn't stop them from wanting you to be around. So, you know, there's always one or two parents on those rides with us, which I find really supportive. So we're Wonderful. setting up for our um, tri-club ride. We go out on that. It's just stunning. The kids are amazing. They're developing amazingly. And so there's just this constantly improving speed and capacity on the bike. We did inter- did, did engage with a few traffic challenges because some <laughs> drivers seem to think that groups of children on bikes shouldn't be on the road and um, become quite aggravated with the seven seconds that they may have to wait before <laughs> they can pass them. So we've talked talk to the kids about responding to anger with a smile and a and a genuine wave and they they they're kind of uh, enjoying taking that approach when they're screamed at and sworn at on the road but then the ride along the Hawaii flats with the time trial challenges was great and they just gave it everything and I just it was it was a brilliant thing to be part of we even took a video of it so if you go to the tri club site you can see them doing it Oh, awesome. Well, my Friday afternoon, um, I said goodbye to everybody on um, at school and I came home for about an hour just to grab um, grab a few things, get organised and then I headed down to the netball courts. Um, and I was there from about half past five because some of my year nine girls were sitting on the bench for another game doing um, doing the scoring as everybody has to take a turn at throughout the season. Uh, And then they had their game at half past six last night, which um, they won, which was very exciting. They played so well. Um, It's really nice (laughs) when you see them put into practice what you've been doing throughout the week with them. Uh, And then after that, I I had my own umpiring game. So I probably got home about 10 past nine last night was the the end of the day for me. Um, But... Again, like like Chris loves the tri club. I really enjoy the netball um, side of things. The girls that we are working with um, this year are just delightful, and they really they're really eager to learn, which is what it's all about for me. Awesome, and I I got home a lot earlier than you. I was I think I be, would have been home just after six thirty, and. Um, Actually, I got home and Ivan had cooked this amazing oh. dinner. And and not and in fact, I could have told you that yesterday when, because he was actually sending me photographs of it throughout oh. the day as he was constructing it. And, I, and then I thought, so sweet. I, I, I mean, he's such a sweet man. But at the same time, I actually thought I shouldn't show it to you because I thought how kind of it would be a little bit gloating because I know that most of the time most of us have to go home and cook our own dinners, which is pretty normal. Yes. But he went to some trouble yesterday, and so that was pretty awesome. So got home. I was really hungry by then because, of, you know, I hadn't eaten since the day before, done quite a lot of running and riding, so that was just the nicest yeah. thing. We Aww. watched we watched RuPaul's Drag Race before I sat down and caught up with all the Brilliant. sort of lingering emails. The thing about think – and this probably happens to you. If you've had a day where you've been quite occupied during the day mm. – 
then there's often quite a lot of admin that accumulates through that time. And if you can't, Absolutely. You know, like, like Gina and I decided to have our lunch break and do our own thing, which meant that normally mm. when you would catch up on all that. So by the time it was, you know, by, by nine, when you were arriving home, I was sitting down just, just to clear just, the admin from the day. Yep. And actually, yeah. well, you know, there's 150 year 13s in my year 13 group. And there was probably about 20 or 30 emails that I had to, address or respond to and my way mm. of managing all that is just to deal with everything as it comes so I don't yeah. ever I don't ever finish the day with I, I empty the inbox before I finish the day which is the only way I've been able to find to keep my own stress managed if it's done yep. I can sleep and I don't then have you can to put it yeah yeah and so aside. and so I it didn't take long to respond to them all of them were just things that needed a response but that were not complicated. I just needed, generally, I think a lot of the emails I'm getting these days are just things where someone either needs to inform me of something or where they need mm. to, me to make a decision about something and either, either of those things aren't particularly difficult. So I think it probably took maybe 45 minutes and that was done. Just to sift through. And that was yep. my And that was essentially my day. And the only thing that yeah. I, did, I didn't do last night that I've been trying to do is I, I'm behind on my own reading and mm. you know, I'm an English teacher and I'm always advocating reading. And I shamefully have to acknowledge that the amount of reading I get done these days is just so minimal. It's, a, it's yeah. less than I would advise a, a, a student to do. And I'm troubled by that because if I believe what I say about the importance of reading in terms of keeping yourself alive to the world and also developing, then I'm actually not experiencing that myself. So mm. I didn't read last night. I listened to a podcast of... A book which I suppose is close to that but no it's not the same yeah it's not quite the same I I didn't read last night either I came home I was spent and there was no one here to cook me dinner last night no. my husband's <laughs> husband's away at the moment in Papua New Guinea working and so I came home and made myself dinner and went pretty much straight to bed because I was just I was tired it had been a great day but it it's um it had been a long one and yeah it was time yeah. for me to to sit to lay the head down for the day and here we are on Saturday morning talking to each other via our computers about school. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I don't know. I think we're, we must be ill. No, I think we just love our jobs. And, yeah. um, and I, I mean, I love that there's this time that we get to reflect on what we're doing. I think it's um, not only is it really important, but I find it really valuable. Just, you know, spending the time talking with colleagues. It's um. It's one of the highlights of my of of, our, of the job for me. Same here, and I always enjoy this time with you, Renee. Uh, I was uh, I think I think we should just wind this up by saying essentially. So when you pay a teacher, this is what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you all next week for next edition of See Me After Class. Since this has been a self-indulgent one, Renee and I have just chatted to each other about what <laughs> we do. I think we'll make a commitment to fulfilling the next one with material from others. We'll get yeah. voices of students. And we're actually speaking to Rosemary Hipkins and Nina from the Education Hub next week. On so Monday. I'm thinking we might try and get them to say a thing or two. We're in a conversation with them at the moment about how to – measure things like thinking in a classroom so if anything concrete comes out of that we'll try and get it in their words and we'll send it your way this was an episode of see me after class with renee and chris my twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net and mine is at renee plunkett too see you next week <laughs>